Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Customer Lifecycle. Uh, oh, uh, no, that's not right. Of <laughs> 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 the Like, Click and Share podcast. Today we're talking about a customer lifecycle. Oh, a good start. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've just not had enough coffee and I'm recording this right towards the end of the week. Uh, <laughs> my name is Darren Winter. Uh, I'm your host along here with Gemma Walton. How are you doing, Gemma? I'm all right, thanks. That's really made me chuckle, Darren. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so in my mind thinking, right, I need to talk about a customer lifecycle. That's what we're talking about today. So um, I'm, hopefully you've clicked on the right podcast because that's what we're talking about. So we're going to kind of keep this fairly focused today. I'm not going to say short because um, there's, there's a reasonable amount to talk about, but you may have never heard of the customer lifecycle before, or if you run a business, even if you just work for yourself, this still applies. And it applies even more so for um, larger businesses and organizations. And I keep saying about businesses, but this, you know, it could, you could be running a, a charity, social enterprise. Um, you could be, it could be just a, a group of volunteering group. This still applies to everybody regardless. So the customer lifecycle, in short, it's just the different touch points that um, the customer might have with your business. So from right from the beginning, right from, well, just slightly before they even know about your business. Um, and then if they enter into your, uh, into your sales process or your sales um, or marketing process, um, or whatever kind of your main aim of your organization is, um, all the way through to the very end. Okay. So we talk about kind of the pre, pre, um, pre selling. Let's talk, let's talk about sales. It's easier. So like kind of the pre sales stages. And then the very end is the, um, kind of the post sale. So, um, we're going to talk about some examples, um, of each of these stages. Um, and if you haven't already listened to the uh, podcast, which was the last episode where we talked about the uh, marketing and sales funnel, that might be good to listen to that one first and then come back to this. Um, both of these podcasts will sit nicely, really, with um, a business plan. Now, we've not talked about business planning on the podcast yet, so I think that's probably something to talk about um, a little bit later on. Um, but really, the customer lifecycle doesn't sit on its own. Um, it really does sit really as part of um, a series of documents um, that you should be sort of keeping up, updated. Um, and as I said, it's, it's just a series of touch points within your business. Okay, so let's just kick this off. Um, kind of the very beginning is, um, if you listen to the, the podcast from the, the, the sales and marketing funnel, you, you had this kind of first stage being the awareness. And you'll see if you Google customer lifecycle, you'll see that in some diagrams, they kind of kick off with awareness. But actually, it's, it should be before that. It should be the the pre, um, the, the pre stage. And we're going to talk about sales because it makes it easier to put some context around this. But it could still apply if your organization is about volunteering. It's about kind of the, the steps before they even hear about um, your organization. Um, so sales, it's a loose term, but I'm talking about, say, today, sales in, in context, but use that to fit in your own organization, whatever it is that you, that you do. So, but pre-sales, so like, say, 
what's going on before anybody gets to you okay so how how will people get to you where where are you based what channels are you on um what tone of voice are you talking in how do people let's say find you and it might just not just be digital it could be physical um it could be um you could have maybe an agent on behalf of your business that might apply um, if you've got sort of different territories or you've got somebody doing some of the, the work for you. So he's trying to think of kind of the, those kind of pre-sales stages about how that customer will actually kind of even get to you on that first bit. And it's really important because without, this is all about putting yourself in the customer's shoes. If you can't, if you struggle to do that, then you really don't, you're kind of missing a trick here because if you can't understand from a customer viewpoint of what, how a customer journey will look like in your business, then you can't possibly understand some of the frustrations they might see. Um, and once you do understand that, because there's no business really that ever gets it right 100%. And if they do, it's usually for a short term um, or for a like short time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's always something going on. The internet's going to go wrong, or your ordering system goes down, or the, deliver or the driver doesn't deliver your parcels on time. There's always going to be a problem somewhere. So, but it's the it's kind of trying to understand what those what those are, and then trying to minimise those interrupts in the customer journey. So we're trying to make it. The goal is trying to make it really easy for somebody to find you, do what you need them to do, and then exit. And then hopefully kind of come back and rejoin that whole cycle again. That's really what we're aiming at here. So that pre-stage is probably just as important as the post-stage. Um, and the post-stage, once the customer's got what they need, um, almost you need to kind of think about linking the, the post to the pre. So like when you kind of like hand off a project to somebody or hand off delivery of an item or the service, and if you need that customer to come back or there is a, an opportunity for that customer to come back into your sales funnel or into your customer lifecycle again to maybe buy another product, upgrade, um, buy ancillary products, you know, supporting products and services. How are you going to do that? Is it just through email marketing or are you just going to rely on them coming back to you again through goodwill? It's like, which if that's the case, then it, it's it's quite weak. So that's an area perhaps that you might need to strengthen and talk about, and that could then add value to your um, business to help get that person to come back through your um, the, through your business again. And obviously this is all about the customer then buying services, helping your business grow um, through, you know, financially. Um, but if you've got other goals in your organization, it's going to be help supporting those as well. So I've talked about the importance of pre-stage and, weirdly the post stage even though we've not done everything in between yet but also just the importance of linking the the post to the pre and the pre to the post okay so hopefully combat message got there um once a person has come to you and uh, then we're going to we're starting to understand uh they're starting to understand a bit more about your business um and what you're what you do so they might um start to talk to you they might get a uh they might have a look start looking at your website might download a brochure so this is kind of this awareness and maybe researching stage. Um, so they could be researching your business before they speak to you, but they could also be um, researching other competitors and then, you know, comparing your business um, to other businesses. 
Um, and sometimes with the customer lifecycle, you'll see what this, there'll be some links in the podcast here to bring this out and make it more visible. Um, but you'll see kind of this natural flow um, kind of go from one stage to the X, but actually it's not like that because we don't shop that way. We don't interact and do things sometimes in logical order. So we might go, we might jump into one stage and then jump forward a couple of stages and then come back a stage if if you've got queries about the product or the service. So for instance, if you're trying to get, a, um, if you've got an idea um, to launch a business and you're thinking, well, I need to get some prices because I, I need to see if this is going to be viable or not before I put any more effort into doing this, then you might go and speak to somebody and say, right, can you give me a price for X, Y, Z? Um, then they may come back to you and ask for more information. So you'll be constantly going back between these stages. Once they give you the quote and you're thinking, well, that's too much. Um, so you might then have to go back to the research stage um, before you've, you know, you might have been in the comparison stage and you might have to go back to the research stage. Um, so there's a lot of to and fro in. So this is fairly fluid. That's the most thing, the really important thing to understand. Not everybody's always advancing. People sometimes get stuck. And this is another advantage of understanding the customer life cycle because if you can map this to your sales funnel, then you can see where people are starting to get stuck because in your sales funnel, you might only have like four or five stages just to keep it simple. So it could be, I've sent them a quote and then your next stage in the sales funnel could be, you know, onboarding because if they've got the quote and they've bought, um, then it's about then to deliver the product and service to them. But actually there's a, you know, listen to that last example. We know there's a lot more steps um, to happen before that that person can be, you know, we, we onboard them for service or we, uh, we take the money and give them their product. Um, and that's where the customer lifecycle fits in because then you can see actually, well, what's happening in between these stages here and why are these people not moving forward? Um, why, what else can we do to be better serve them? Is it something we're doing wrong? Is it something we could be doing better? Maybe we're not making things clear enough. And it's about then, actually your business and organization having to do a little bit of research talking to your sales people um to understand what what the responses in that are um so this is where it starts to get interesting um once the person is you know understands your business what products you offer they've tried to take out the research done some com um you know they've looked at other competitors or they've made an informed decision that you're the person then they choose you okay um, and then that then leads into a kind of like a purchase um, cycle. So here it's about then thinking in terms of like business processes, how do you sell? So it's about that you send them um, like a, a an electronic document for them to sign, um, or is there something you have to send in the post? Um, how easy do you, can you make it for that person then to make, get that contract signed or get the money from them how do you get the money from them is the invoice sent separately so all those stages need to be mapped um because very often you'll find like well we'll send you an email for your invoice we'll send you an email for your contract we'll send you an email for your invoice uh, for, for your agreement or your, your proposal so you could end up with three or four different processes even though they're part of one process um, and I know that because that's what I do in my own business, but I try to join it all together and just do one email and say, 
this is this, this is this, this is this, and here's your checklist. Just com complete this, complete that, and complete this. So I try to, because uh, I don't have the luxury of sometimes doing everything all in one system, but if you understand that could be a problem for your organization, then it's about, well, how can we simplify that and make that easy for our customers? Not necessarily just to get the deal, but it's actually about making better service for them because if they get a nice, easy service, they'll tell other people, it's like, oh, they, you know, they made it so easy. Whereas like, that's why I had to speak to so-and-so and they had a process for this, had a process for that. And it just becomes really, you know, really time consuming. It's like, well, why can't you just do this all together? Um, so it's about you put yourself in your customer's shoes. Then it's about delivering customer experience. So what type of experience do they get? So, um, and this is part of kind of the purchase, what I've just been talking about, but also it's about the experience of the product or the service. Um, and we don't have really enough time to go through talking about the kind of product experience and service um, today. But I think if you look at it in your own uh, business, if you, once you receive your product, let's talk about physical product, you know, the unboxing of the product, are all the instructions there? How easy is it get to start to use that product? How, if there's training involved to use and that product, how easy do we make it for them to do that? Is there a particularly attractive branding on the product? Where do we get feedback from the customer? We talk about retention loyalty in a minute. Um, if they need help, how do they get hold of somebody? How long do they have to wait? Can they do it by chatbot? So you can see straight away, there's lots of other questions that, that potentially you could um, challenge your own business with. And if it's a service, it's like once that person has signed the contract, they usually want to get going with whatever they want um, straight away. So how easy is it to, to get to help them make their first appointment? Do they have a person to like their account manager hand holding all the way through every single step of the service process or is it that the account manager um has the first call and then introduces them to somebody else the product you know the subject matter expert who's going to be helping them and then it's their job to do that every business is different but it's again it's really important you understand that what from the customer's perspective what they see so you can map this all out there's a really good app or really good, yeah, a really good app called um, Lucid Chart. I'll put this in the in the link, um, and you can map this all out in a series of flow charts or diagrams um, to really understand it. And once you start doing that, you can really understand from a customer viewpoint actually all these different steps here. And you can, and you'll probably see it's like that's a lot, um, but then you can also now see perhaps like uh, or appreciate that if you're the decision maker, your manager or CEO of a business, and you're so frustrated by the sales and marketing team, hopefully that will kind of help, you know, unveil some of the, the, the challenges or problems that those, you know, your teams are kind of facing on a daily basis. And it's about talking about those business processes and their sales and marketing processes that can really help them get the goals that they need, that you want them to get to, which will help you manage your business overall. Um, Retention and loyalty um, is kind of one of the final stages before um, we've got this kind of post-sale stages. So um, retention and loyalty is about how do you look after that customer, you know, um, and what do we offer 
customers. Sometimes it's not just about discounts. It's about giving um, extra support in terms of customer service. If the product, um, you know, we're expecting the product to be lasting quite some years or they've paid a significant amount of money, how do we keep in contact with that customer to make it easy for them to access um, additional support services? Um, how can they, they maybe extend their, the life of the product? And what else can they do with the product? Are you going to offer them like different upgrades? Is there additional software they can download to prolong the life of the product? Um, anything they can do there to ex provide more value and show them how they can maximize um, their time and investment on the product. Those types of products and services um, tend to do quite well because people feel like, well, I've spent, had to spend quite a bit of money or I've not spent much money, but look what I could do with it. Um, I could do all of this. And that actually then leads to sales because those people then will then start telling other people about it. Um, and then, and the cycles continues again. So that in essence um, is a, a, a quick whiz around kind of customer life cycle. What do you reckon, Gem? Is there anything you would like to add to that? Anything you kind of like you missed or any steps that you've kind of, or tips that you'd like to add? Um, I don't know. I just think obviously that's, quite a lot of information for people about that I think from my side of things I think if you're a small business owner I think it's about trying to do things simply and keeping it simple and I think there's a lot of tools out there that can help you do that those different processes and things that you've mentioned there and I think to be honest you've got around you as a small business person the best people to test out things for your customer journey your sales cycle and everything are your friends and family do you know what I mean if if, yeah. you, if you can't say it to your friends and family or oh, well this is what I do um can you have a look do you understand when I'm saying this is what I do do you understand what it is or this is what my business does do you get it sort of thing and they say no then your message is your message is wrong so if it's wrong at the start then the rest of the the process is going to be you know and I think it's really useful to use those people um to help you when you're trying to put together your processes and your processes and the journey doesn't necessarily have to be that complicated or difficult when you're mapping it out and I think there are tools like um Wix and Squarespace that have different things built in where you can set up triggers for people to get emails because it's about your different touch points along the way isn't it and it's like yeah. when you look you I mean I would say 99.9 percent .9 of the time you're not going to get somebody that's going to buy your product straight away unless it's a product that I don't know your best mate or your mom or something is used they've let you try it out and you know that you want to use like you know like face cream or something you know that you want to use it so you go to that website and you buy it you know that's not something that happens very often but you need to have in that cycle um various touch points I can't I saw something not that long ago that said I don't know like I'd have to find the article but for arguments say that you need to see either an ad or a post or something on social media for that particular brand 10 or 12 times before you'll make the visit to the website before you'll have a look you might go back another couple of times before you make that purchase so it's it's sometimes I think when you you're trying to put together a process um and mapping things out 
sometimes when you say that to people, people think, oh, God, I can't do that because that sounds really complicated. And I know yeah. when I was first looking at things like marketing and automation or setting up triggered emails at certain points for customers along the journey as part of the, the sales cycle, I was thinking, well, oh, well, could go this way, could go that way, and thinking quite complicated, and it, it it's not necessarily that, you know. It's about, like, what we were saying in the last marketing podcast, the funnels. So it's the awareness, the desire, the want, you know, it's the solving the, the problem for somebody to be able to then get to the end for the purchase, you know. And I think everything's different for every type of industry. If it's a... IT solution for a business, the sales cycle could be, and the customer journey through could be nine or 12 months. If it's just somebody looking to buy a computer to use every day in their business, the sales cycle, if, if the computer is dead at, the, at this point in time, you could make the decision and buy it that day. Just asking a couple of people, couldn't you? Whereas you might just take a week or so of doing a little bit of research and then making the decision. But I think you have to yourself know your customer and I think you have to look at the data behind the scenes, don't you, to try and be able to map things out. So it is about connecting everything. You're looking at your business plan. You're looking at how many units you want to sell over the year or what your revenue is for selling a training program or so many customers. You're looking at that, what your business plan is. Then you're looking at how many things you want to sell over how many over what period of time, using what channels for promotion, how are you going to structure everything. Um, but I think you've got to try and break it down quite simply, you know, to make sure. And I think as well, once you've got that planned out, I think you're just constantly looking at it, aren't you, to like rinse and repeat for want of a better word because you want to know, all right, well, I've got these people and they get to here but then the shopping cart's abandoned. So why is that? Is the cart, when you get to the cart, do you have to add too much information or are you not allowed to then sign in using like your Google credentials or your Facebook credentials? You've got the, you can't set up, you know, there's lots of different factors to consider, aren't there? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I think you, you mentioned it in there as well, but in terms of your marketing, you might have your content marketing plan aligned as you, you strategically to help people through those difficult challenges mm -hmm. so it could be that you know once somebody signed up to the service and, and then they're not using it then it's like well how are you going to engage that person to use your service so you might need to send like an email drip campaign you know, showing them how to use it um and you might think well why would i do that because i've just got the money from them but the idea is that if you don't help them do it at the first opportunity, they'll cancel. So they'll they cancel, work. yeah. And the cost that you've you've just burdened on your business to acquire that customer, you know, you would have just lost that person. So you you have to trying to keep them engaged all of the time um, mm -hmm. and listening to them. And um, if they're and not engaged, you want to know why. So it's yes. that re it's that reaching out, isn't it? It's that yeah. personal touch. And I think one thing I don't know if we touched on it a few podcasts ago, but one thing that became apparent during like COVID was that people want instant responses. So they want to be able to live chat with you 
They want to be able to message you on Facebook. They want to get a response instantly. And I think that's going to continue because that precedent now is already being set. You know, so if you're not able to communicate with a customer in that way, then I think you'll notice that you might have a drop off. You might get the visit to your website, but if somebody's got a question and there's no way for them to get in touch or you can fill in the online form or send an email, but then you get the message back that says, we aim to respond back to you within seven days. And you think, all right, well, I'm trying to get this either now or I want to buy it this week, then that's not going to be right for you. And I think you also need to make sure that you know which channels your customers are on to be able to respond back to them, you know, depending on what kind of product or service you are. You might know that your um, clients, the majority of them are on Facebook. Well, if that's the case, you don't want to be spending all the time on Twitter, or on LinkedIn, you know, and you've got to use, you've got to think you've, it's smart and not harder, isn't it? You've got to think about what you're doing and focus your time on those, on those channels. You know, so it's really, I think the whole data thing and knowing your target audience, knowing where they hang out. I mean, I, I think you'd be very unlucky to find that you had an equal spread of customers on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, <laughs> Facebook. You, do you know what I mean? I think that would be, I, I just don't think that would happen, you know, but I think you'd be able to look and see, right, well, I know 70% are on Facebook. So 20% are on Instagram and the other 10% is made up with Twitter and LinkedIn. Well, you're only going to mainly focus on Facebook, but you will do a little bit on Instagram. You know, it's, it's I think it's, I think it's difficult. I think it's difficult when you talk about it in the way that we're talking about it now, if you don't really know. But I think yeah. the important thing to remember is it isn't complicated. It just sounds like it is. But there are so many systems now that can help you, you know, like I say, a lot of websites now have built in um, ordering tools. You can sell through there. You can link them to Facebook to sell on Facebook and Google My Business. You can have your products linking back to your website and everything. So you can do things quite simply. You can send your emails now through Squarespace and Wix. And, you know, you a lot of things can all be done in the one place and can be automated. So, yes, it might take you a little bit of time to set up. But once it's there, you might just have to go in and make some tweaks here and there or if you've got a new product. But it's not as – I think people sometimes think it's quite daunting because I've I've got to do all these different channels. I've got to create all this different content. I've got to have – this business plan that lasts for five years and this content plan that lasts for a whole year and all of this in – you don't, you can break it down very, 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 very simply. I think now because that's what people want. People don't want to be pushed through a load of different stages before they can even get to the shopping cart, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. And like you say, we, it does sound complex, but just start from the beginning, just even just mapping out the simple stages first um, and then um, going into a little bit more detail as and when you kind of have in time, but it's better to have something than yeah, not at all. Not so at all. Start from that. Um, and I think it's some really great advice there from Gemma. So hopefully um, I think there's something, I think there's something in this podcast for everybody, mm -hmm. um, regardless of how seasoned a marketer or you think your, your business is, is doing, um, then you, you can't really rest on your laurels as it were. You've really always got to be out there 
um, trying to deliver a better service. Um, and it's hard. It is really, I think this is the toughest yeah. side of, of everything is, is really making sure that you're looking after customers doing your best and we can all do more. There's always more we can do. Um, but hopefully you'll find you found this podcast insightful, um, you know, gives you some ideas to think about what you can do, some practical suggestions um, and some different insights in terms of maybe some parts of your own customer lifecycle that you might want to examine in more detail. Um, and as always, if you've got any questions, our contact details are in the show notes below. It would be great to hear from you. Uh, and if there's any aspects of uh, marketing uh, or any people that you, if you'd like to appear yourself on the podcast, um, it would be great to hear from you. Tell us what you can offer our listeners um, until next time, it won't be too long, hopefully. And we'll come back to you with another exciting topic about marketing. Um, but uh, have a great day ahead and uh, thanks for listening. Bye.